This episode is brought to you by Fireside. Fireside is a podcast hosting and analytics platform created by podcasters for podcasters. Fireside was started by Dan Benjamin, the founder of this network, 5x5, taking everything he's learned since 2009 from making podcasts for a living and turning it into a platform for podcasters everywhere at any level of expertise. Fireside has it all. Unlimited uploads, unlimited downloads, in-depth and powerful download metrics, a super-fast CDN for the best possible download speeds, multiple podcast support, free, one-click podcast importing from platforms like Libsyn, FeedPress, Simplecast, and SoundCloud, plus custom domain mapping, complimentary SSL certificates, a beautiful, responsive website with your own artwork and hosting guest pages, also tons of advanced features like sponsorship integration, chapter markers, a bookmarklet for links, auto-posting of future episodes time code linking and so so much more guys you can try fireside for free for seven days during which time you can import your existing podcast while taking advantage of every feature fireside has to offer the unlimited plan starts at just 19 dollars per month there's no commitment or long-term agreements to worry about just visit fireside.fm today take the tour find out all you can make it work also Enter at the movies in the How Did You Hear About Us section to show your support for this show and shows like us. Fireside, by podcasters, for podcasters. Five by five at the movies. Five by five at the movies. We like watching movies. Now listen to the show. Quiet on the set. Really? made them <laughs> and used them in a movie already <laughs> maybe they weren't like fitted maybe anyway hi welcome to episode 36 <laughs> five by five by five with the movie. what's the show called five, five by five, five with the movies, the movies. there it is <laughs> Ooh, we gotta stop recording at night i get tired <laughs> get loopy uh we just saw dark phoenix yes. in theaters yes we did uh okay so on my new grading system i'm giving it a solid meh plus yeah, uh, which, was, which I'll agree with, but I think maybe for different reasons. <laughs> you know, uh, and I was saying as we came back from seeing the movie that the all this set of X Men movies just had like this downward slope. Yeah, it started with first I, class. I, I think the the first set did too. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got progressively worse. Yeah. You know, first uh, class is real great. good. Yeah. Then Days of Future Past was like, was okay. Like, yeah. I, I had some of the shit I didn't good. like from the old movies, but yeah. uh, Apocalypse was, was bad. Yeah. And then uh, another one I said was, this movie's like a really good joke. <laughs> yeah. It, the movie's a joke, but it's a good joke. I was yeah. entertained throughout the whole thing. Uh, yeah. I would not go see it again. No. But I enjoyed <laughs> watching people do superpowers, yeah. as I often yeah, do. That was the the plus on my meh plus is yeah. the uh, seeing some powers getting used pretty well. Yeah, they did. They got that down to a fucking science. I, I thought the uh, the the CG was actually pretty good, <clears throat> considering they had to reshoot apparently the ending like three times. Well, maybe they used the same CG, <laughs> just change the actors. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, it is on track to lose $100 million. Oh, God. Not even had a, counting all the marketing budget and everything. It had a budget of $200 million. Mm-hmm. It will make, at the end of this, including international, $100 million. Oh, boy. Uh, it did not do good. Oof. And I can see why. It is, like, of all X-Men movies, it's better than Last Stand, but it is almost the exact same yeah. story as Last Stand. Yeah. 
Think that I, don't, I don't know. I, similarities I think I are might, striking. I might put it on par with uh, with Last Stand. Really? I yeah. thought it was better than Last Stand. Uh, I know after Apocalypse, Fox said we wanted a smaller spectacle. And we wanted something that's, you know, more, like, hard-hitting, more, like, about the characters and less about the action. So they wanted to make more money. And they did so a shit job. Cosmic Firebird. Yeah. yeah. That's a smaller scale. <laughs> also, I did not know that it was originally supposed to come out in February because they yeah. knew it couldn't be a summer tentpole. But James Cameron asked Fox to bump it for a lead to Battle Angel. <laughs> so. Whatever James Cameron asks, Fox does. I mean, when you have, you know, some of the best yeah. style movies of all time. Yeah, like, true. He's when got you a were, lot of especially at the time Endgame hadn't come out yet. So I didn't he, see Elite Battle Angel, but I heard it's like a really underrated like oh, masterpiece. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I heard like one or two people actually talk the, about it because it looks they were stupid. real into it. Yeah, but yeah, the trailer looked eh, okay to me. But yeah, I've heard people say that it was actually much better than uh, you'd think. I read this article before going into. Uh, Dark Phoenix which I thought was going to be a really big spoiler and it wasn't mm. it's just that the main bad guys in this movie were originally supposed to be the Skrulls yeah uh, they're not the Skrulls something similar to Skrulls but yeah. not quite Skrulls uh, yeah I guess it was like a, early in the movie. one of those things with like uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver where technically both Fox and Marvel owned it so right. they could both use it but then I'm guessing the Disney deal closing they were just like no we're giving it to Marvel it was supposed to end with the Skrulls and a giant new york battle and they're just like you know what this is just captain marvel yeah uh like yeah. even down guess to like what? captain marvel's coming here's out before. this special girl <laughs> that has this red firepower and, <laughs> yeah. and now she can go destroy alien spaceships and yeah it's the same fucking movie yeah originality what are you gonna do <laughs> so that happened uh solid map plus uh you know I wouldn't say, oh, save your money, don't go see it. I mean, if you really like superhero movies mm-hmm. and you want to see two hours of people using their powers, uh, fucking A, go see it. Yeah. Uh, every uh, part with Magneto is great. Yeah. But they should have used him more. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Any more thoughts on uh, Phoenix? Oh, and the uh, the the costumes bug That's me. what we were talking about when we started. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the 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 new in movie team uniforms actually they look good they're they're they like do look good. they're the like i want to say like late 2000s maybe early 2010s version of the comic accurate like yep. black with the big like thick um, yellow, x. yellow x on mm-hmm. them like they look cool but this is a movie set in 1992 the previous movie was set in the 80s yep. and at the very end of the movie they do a, a costume reveal at the very end they show uh, xavier's bald head and they show everybody in their 90s comic and cartoon show accurate costumes i don't remember the movie were they in the costumes they were in the costumes and they did like a pan shot where you see all of them like turn around and look to screen and pose oh they should have used those costumes yeah like why would you tease 90s costumes and then make the next movie in the 90s and not use those costumes <laughs> they also didn't really play out the fact that they're in the 90s like they do in the yeah. other movies which is probably also because of Captain Marvel they yeah. probably they <laughs> probably another, yeah. they probably another cut parallel. out every like ridiculous look to camera like hey look blockbuster yeah. Huh? Yeah, well, they they kind of uh, sadly to me did that right at the beginning. They, there's a uh, you see a, a NASA shuttle launch, and I was like, oh, I remember when we had those. Oh yeah, that, that didn't <laughs> scream like you used to me. Oh, it did to me. Uh-huh. I mean, and then they put 1992 right up next to right. it as it was launching. <laughs> Meh. All right, I accept that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. 
But Go yeah, see it if you want to see it. If you don't, you're not missing a goddamn thing. No yeah. post credit, no after credit. This nope. is just it. No, nope. uh, maybe it, New Mutants, but that's it for it, the Fox X Men property. It very much felt like they were writing this movie, and then in the middle, start think about all the stuff they were gonna buy with this paycheck. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Uh, let in turn finish this one. I'm gonna give up. And I'm gonna yeah. Go. Also, I'm not gonna be in makeup for most of it. So Look, just, it's only a 40 yeah. foot yacht, but it's still a yacht. <laughs> yeah. So fuck that. Um. <laughs> all right. Uh, next piece of news: uh, Rise of Skywalker mm. is unlike other Star Wars films, being edited on set as it's being shot. Oh wow. Uh, and apparently directors don't normally like this. Yeah. And JJ's not a big fan of this, but they're kind of under a tighter schedule than most Star Ooh. Wars films. Interesting. Like other Star Wars films had like a whole like year of post production. They're yeah. not gonna have it. So uh Marianne, I can't remember her last name, who is the editor, is like kind of mm. doing it on set. Apparently when you do this, uh it really cuts down on reshoots. Yeah, yeah, because if you know, so so if you're at a location for a week, and you know three days in, hey, that thing we shot two days ago, we're missing this little piece, make sure to fit it in the schedule before we leave for the next country or whatever. Yeah, so I like that. I mean, I don't know why directors hate it. I know uh, Kevin Smith loves doing that. Yeah, he doesn't go edit every day's... Yeah, every day's dailies, he goes in after they wrap for the day, and then goes to his laptop or avid machine um and edits what he did uh because he's he's like equally an editor at heart as he is like a writer and a director yeah i think that's smarter yeah and then like the next day he can be like hey look what this cool stuff we did yesterday like get people motivated to keep making the movie oh i love that man yeah i'd suck his dick just to get some of the talent out of it uh so 2021 uh we're gonna see a sesame street movie Okay. Which I think is interesting because Sesame Street, you know, Honestly, got like overdue. <laughs> well, they've had a couple. Did they? They've had a couple big screen. They had Elmo and Grouchland was on the big screen. Oh, okay. Uh, 1985, year I was born. Uh, follow <laughs> that bird. Okay. Which I remember watching when I was very, very young. It's probably the first movie I remember watching ever is Follow wow. That Bird. And I really do love Follow That And there's still memes that come from that movie. <laughs> uh, you know, like they'll, they'll have like the, uh, like the, It'll just be like a clip of like a uh, big bird running through a field and there's children running in front of them and it says the the date underneath or like the the year underneath and the the, the meme just says that's his kill count like he's right just, just, just him slaughtering fucking kids uh, but I, I, I like uh, you know, suspicious but they got booted off uh, public TV yeah they're on HBO now that's so ridiculous isn't it. So yeah, if you want to watch uh, new episodes of Sesame Street, you got to be on HBO. So I wonder why they're making a movie that's going to be on theaters when they should just make it an HBO movie. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like if they're still trying to, I mean, maybe HBO needs the money. I don't know. I don't know. That's happening. Uh, the reason I bring this up in general, the, the reason why on this fucking podcast I would even give a single solitary shit about a Sesame Street movie is that the songs are being written by Bo Burnham. Oh, yeah, okay. isn't that cool? If, That's you, if you're cool. unfamiliar, a uh, musical comedian that I fucking adore. Yeah. He's a good filmmaker. Yeah, he's if you a, haven't seen his specials, seek them out. On Netflix. They're phenomenal. Uh, he's just, he's very musical. And, like, he got to start by just, like, way back in the early, early days of YouTube, doing really funny YouTube videos. Mm. Uh, specifically, uh, the one that went super viral is My Whole Family Thinks I'm Gay. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's just him in like his attic room, just like a shitty old like Casio keyboard kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Singing song, and then he blew up into this superstar, and he fills out arenas with these awesome fucking songs, and they're really well syncopated, and, like, incredibly well written shows. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. It's, Every it's not just a concert. It's like it's a from top to bottom planned performance. Yeah. That's amazing. It's like everything theater, he it's, does. It's musical theater. That's also stand up. It is like, very musical theater. It, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way to say it. Very interesting. Uh, so I'm sold. Like day one, I'm gonna go watch a Sesame Street movie. Yeah. So like they got me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what kids are there. I want to see Bill Burnham songs written for you know like uh, Burton Ernie and shit. Yeah. Oh man. Everybody thinks we're gay. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, I'm down for that. Uh, a teaser trailer dropped today, which I'm not sure how I feel about. Mm. It's called Three from Hell. Which is mm. the trilogy of House of a Thousand Corpses, which I'm sure you're incredibly oh, well versed I, I in. I actually have seen them. What? Yeah, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Reject. You've seen both of those? Yes. Yeah, because they're Rob Zombie and I yeah. like him. Okay, that seems <laughs> yeah. so out of your fucking vein. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is. It very much is. It, they it are took me a while to get movies, to them. Man. They're real creepy and real fucked up. I, Best use of Freebird in a movie ever is <laughs> at the end of Devil's Rejects. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. So apparently all three of them live. The, okay. <laughs> After that free bird scene, right. have been in jail and are now released. The the tra- they say it's a trailer. It's really a teaser. I don't know who gets to define trailer versus teaser. I feel like it's always yeah, the reverse. I think it's just whatever the marketing person yeah. says it is. So it just it's kind of flashes the first two movies and then it kind of flashes of violence of these the three being out of prison. <laughs> right. I don't know how. I guess they escaped because yeah. I wouldn't let them the fuck out. If you're yeah, I mean, they just ran out of ammo yeah, and got pulled over. Right? <laughs> and got pit maneuvered. If you're unfamiliar, uh, it, the, the movies follow the Firefly family, uh, which is a like a backwoods family <laughs> of evil murderers, serial killers. But, like, that yeah. doesn't even scratch the surface. I am guilty for often making fun of... Uh, mainstream horror saying it's not real horror because I go to the horror film fest every year and I'm yeah, like, yeah. it's you know it's it's not you know it doesn't you know hit you in the cockles it doesn't really make, yeah, yeah. make you cringe anymore it's all just shit they want you know like high school kids to go to yeah, yeah. but these are horror films yeah I remember I, when I was in high school I went on a double date with our buddy Ray yeah uh, <laughs> this movie and I was being set up with this girl and there was a, there's a couple rough scenes of the devil rejects there a little rapey and, uh, a little. and the girl that I was being set up with just got up and ran she oh, ran out of the theater and I look at her I'm like should I go see if she's okay he's like yes yeah. so I ran to see if she's okay and I'm like wait and we just sat in the lobby for the rest of the movie she's like I cannot handle this movie and I'm like damn that's a good movie wow. so I'll go back and see it later uh, <laughs> but uh, I didn't end up dating the girl she didn't like me uh, moral yeah. of the story uh, I, uh, yeah I always loved uh, especially Rob Zombie's uh, like earlier solo stuff his first album uh, Hillbilly Deluxe right I was like obsessed with I, I still think it's a phenomenal album but he's got uh, like old school like horror movie quotes oh. and things all throughout he his wrote stuff. Dragula right yeah, that's yeah, the that's only from song that, that's now. from that album. Is it? Yeah, that was the Drag big hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that song. Yeah, and it was on the Matrix album too. Was it? Yeah, it was on the Matrix oh. soundtrack. Dragula. Um, yeah, it was an amazing album, and I was always just like, oh, I know he he's he he loves the like old school um, 
like especially monsters in a horror movie aesthetic. Yeah. And I was just like, all right, I'll, I'll see a, a horror movie Spalding, that he made. The clown is so goddamn frightening. Oh my Tootie God. Yeah. Fucking fruity. Oh uh, yeah. He <laughs> is a way more freaky clown to me than any, anything that Pennywise. Could oh yeah. Even try because it's real. And then this kind of touches on my point. And the, the only horror films that have made me really, really upset. The ones that make me go home and get under the blankets <laughs> and just think about life are when it's just regular old people being fucking evil. Yeah. Like, it's the, like I can handle, sure, space monsters. Yeah, I can supernatural anything, because sure. I know that shit's not real. Right. But, but like, yeah, there's real just people deranged that deranged fucking people. Torture <laughs> random people and kill Like, the stories are just coming out now. This guy, I, I, I barely listened to it at mm. NPR, but this guy's like the most successful serial killer mm. of all time, and he's in prison right now, and he was only hit for like four or five murders, but he's confessed to 90 other murders. Oh my God. Well, being, and they keep solving all these cold cases because he has this weirdly specific details. And he really did kill these men. He's like the worst serial killer in American history. He's alive right now, just fucking in prison. Jesus. And that's just horrifying because all yeah. these people, all these people have been missing their loved ones because yeah. they're just gone. And that's why the Devil's Rejects uh, and House of a Thousand Corpses fucking gets me. Yeah. Because I know there's evil fucking people out there. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, the worst, the, the horror film that has affected me the most was at Fantastic Fest one year. It was called German Angst, and it's mm. three vignettes of just horror. And one is just like this group of neo Nazis that attacks this couple and just does horrible, awful shit to them. Ugh. And I'm just like, that really bugs me because, like, that probably happens. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's why these movies are really good. That's why I will be watching Three from Hell and I will be coming home afterwards and drinking hot cocoa and yeah. just petting my dog and, like, why are people like this? Ugh. Maybe, maybe I'll, uh, I'll, I'll break my not seeing them in theaters <laughs> with and go, go see it with you. I'm, I'm down to go see it. And, like, I, I'm at a point in my life where we were talking about how, uh, the other day Jimmy John's almost let me walk out, uh, with my sandwich <laughs> without paying. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel bad. Like, I can't just steal a sandwich from this place. You know, but when I was in high school, like, yeah, let's steal fucking sandwiches. Who gives a shit? Yeah. And I'm like, you know I what? I got 12 bucks to my name. Yeah. I need a free sandwich. This is, this is gonna affect someone's tail. Like, hey, guys, forgot to ring me up. Uh, please ring me up for this sandwich and here's like this group of like this fictional group of families are just torturing people and i'm like god damn it like whew, it shakes you to your core and i like that kind of shit yeah. all right uh moving on to something different uh 2020 is apparently still happening for ghostbusters 3 okay uh all the original crap <laughs> here's what they say all the original cast has seen and read the script that's all they said. <laughs> we sent it to them. Yeah. And, and they they, read it. they told us they read it. <laughs> uh, yeah, not that they like it, not that they're on board. But as of right now, they're the, aware of the writer director is Jason Reitman. Yeah. Uh, the the son, Ivan Reitman's son. Yep. Son of the original director. He said this movie is a love letter to the original movies of which he grew up on the sets of. Yeah. Uh, it is. Which just, is kind of how I feel like it is the right way to do it nowadays. Right. Like, just if it's made for fans, make it for the fans. Right. The story is about two very young teen paranormal investigators. And any of the original cast who does come back will probably, they're not saying emphatically, mm. probably play their actual characters. Uh, and not nice. weird fucking cameos no, like they yeah. did in, in like the 2016. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like a cab driver. Uh, <laughs> you know, that movie was entertaining. It was just... Yeah. It was too much of an... The, the 2016 Ghostbusters is what I'm talking about. It was too much yeah. like an Apatow Universe movie that happened to be a Ghostbusters. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, I like, it, I think it, all those women are talented. I think all of them are funny. I, I'm totally on board for a female like Ghostbusters. I think the tone of it was wrong. Yeah. It should have been the tone of a Ghostbusters movie with new people, not the tone of, oh, uh, we're, we're doing goofy rom-com comedy and also yeah. fighting ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, the, the originals were weirdly way more grounded. Yeah, very weirdly. Like, it was just blue-collar workers... Like, going against the EPA was yeah. essentially the story. Fuck yeah. <laughs> the guy that played the EPA guy is now going to Comic-Cons and selling all Oh, is he? That's I'm funny. sure how, how many times someone has told him he's dickless. Like, <laughs> how many times has that happened? He's like, yep, that's me, Mr. Dickless. Because <laughs> that fucking movie. Uh, I recently, oh, going off on a tangent, I recently, uh, I follow Will Wheaton on every single social media. Yeah. And, like, there's always some dickhead that goes, shut up, Wesley, whenever he posts something. Because <laughs> yeah. he's very outspoken about a mental health, and he's political, and he's very left-leaning, and yep. I like everything he says. Yeah. Will Wheaton, if you listen to this podcast, I love you, and I'll suck your dick to get some of the talent out. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I saw him, like, someone said, shut up, Wesley, and he just has this response, but goes, hey... I'm not going to block you and ban you because you probably don't know this, but those that's really hurtful to me. I've heard it my entire life. I mm. fucking hate it. It like, please don't say this kind of shit to me. Yeah. Like, and I like that. He's like, hey, stop it with the shut up, Wesley. It yeah. was 1989. Why don't you grow the fuck up? Yeah. I, I like love a, Will. It was like a couple of years ago, he, he put one out that was like, I will block you if you say this. Oh, that's uh, funny. And then Patrick Stewart replied, shut up, Will. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. That's adorable. Oh. I like that. Uh, like, he's he's the only one who's allowed to do it. Right, of course. <laughs> the, the guy that played Biff on Back to the Future mm-hmm. uh, carries around cards. <laughs> yeah. And when someone comes up to him and he know he's like, I know the look in their face. He hands him a card. It's just like, yes, I play Biff on Back to the Future. No, they're never going to make another Back to the Future. No, if they make one, I'm not going to be in it. Yes. He's going to frequently ask questions yeah. on him. It says, yes, Christopher Lloyd's a really nice guy. You know, uh, yes, Marty's a really nice guy. Like, um, yeah. uh, it's like, no, we don't all keep in contact with each other. And it's just, he, he fucking hates it. Yeah. And so the like, same he, questions he's been asked 8,000 times. Right. Well, I mean, that, I mean, that is, again, like, far and away, like, my favorite movies, Back to the Future movies. Yeah. Uh, and he goes, um, he's, like, he's doing stand-up career now. And, like, he's, like, he was bombing because everyone kept looking at him, like, I know this guy from somewhere. So then he started off his stand-up career by going, I was biffing Back to the Future. And then he goes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all I'm going to say about it. And then he goes into his comedy routine and, it's, like, yeah, acknowledge it. better. Yeah. yeah. Acknowledge, acknowledge the elephant in the room and of then course. move forward. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but like I really want to meet him one time just so I can be like hey can I have a card <laughs> like, yeah. can I have one like yeah. I'm not gonna ask, I'm not gonna bug you I just really yeah. fucking want a card I want a card and I want to shake your hand that's that's all I need yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah I have my uh, picture of me and Christopher Lloyd up here I, man when I yeah. met Christopher Lloyd I just hugged him and I said I don't I hope you know how important you are he was Reverend <laughs> Jim he was Uncle Fester. He was Doc fucking Brown. Mm. Amazing man. He was so frail. It was terrifying. I hugged him. It was mm. like hugging a skeleton. It's like, ah. Oof. I just hope he's okay. Wherever <laughs> you're, I'm sure he's a big fan of the show. I hope you're okay, Christopher. <laughs> we love you. All right. That's all our uh, regular news. Let's go into my two pieces of Marvel news. All right. Um, that's stupid. Uh, X-Men, Fantastic Four, Daredevil. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, movie that was going to come out. Yeah. Uh, plot details are leaked now. Oh, Because everyone no, keeps bugging the original writers. It was going to be Civil War, but without oh, yeah, Avengers. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was like Wolverine and, and Reed were going to like be the two heads that went to, uh, against each yeah. other. So yeah, the original yeah, plot yeah. details is Johnny Storm is going after a Molecule Man and accidentally goes supernova while fighting and basically blasts and a like, huge crater in into York. Manhattan. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, so kills just a ton of people. So they start the Hero Registration Act and then the two factions form. And the big fight was going to be between Reed and um, Wolverine. And Reed was going to stretch his hands out till they were just like an atom or a molecule long and slice Wolverine's arms off. <laughs> like stretch so thin it will go through adamantium. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, and then the, the after credits scene would have teased the scroll war. Oh man. So that's the movie we never got. Yeah. So, but now it makes sense why they would have had daredevil and shit. And it. it's like, they need to see like where everyone's politics are. We don't need to see daredevil fight. We just need yeah. to be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want anyone to know I'm a blind lawyer. Yeah. Ooh. So there's that. Last piece of Marvel news. Uh, in Endgame, mm-hmm. the house that Tony's living in with Pepper yes. and Morgan is an Airbnb. Are you me? Yeah, that's where they got it from. So it is 30 minutes outside of Atlanta. Oh it is $355 a night. Uh, they changed it very, very little. So it is still very recognizable if you go online and like look at the pictures. So if you want to live like Tony Stark, it's only going to cost you about three hundred and fifty-five bucks a night plus whatever the cleaning fee is. That's amazing. Yeah, that was neat. Wow, I'm surprised it didn't. Uh, the price didn't get super jacked up immediately. I'm betting it did. I'm betting. Yeah, maybe it was a hundred dollars yeah. before. <laughs> With my knowledge of Airbnb, thirty minutes outside of Atlanta, yeah. I'm guessing it was sixty-five bucks a night. Yeah, that's and now fair. I'm betting it's three hundred fifty-five because of like fuck it. Now you can pretend to be Tony Stark. Yeah, good on him. That's my guess. I bet that's the sweet spot of like that's just enough where I'll pay it to sit around and pretend to be Tony Stark. Yeah. What, there's one uh, fan who said he's seen Endgame 110 times. Holy shit! Which I, I guess is possible, sure, but yeah, you know, maybe maybe don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a lot of that's, money. That's a lot. That's Unless excessive. you work for a movie theater. Yeah, I was gonna say I hope he's a movie theater employee. I hope he's Mr. AMC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I hope he is. Oh, oh, John Regal, is that who you're talking about, John Regal? <laughs> All right, well, that's all the news this week. Thank you, Dan, for being here. Uh, thank you so much to everyone listening. Please review us on iTunes if you're so inclined. Email us at 5x5film at gmail.com with any questions, concerns, or criticisms. I haven't actually checked the email in a long time, but I'm guessing there's nothing in there. Uh, find us on Facebook at 5x5 at the Movies. Thank you, Dan, Benjamin, Hattie Cook, and the entire 5x5 network. Our theme is produced by Dan Richardson. Me. And we'll see you next week with another 5x5 at the Movies. Roll, Roll credits. credits.